Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, it's been a couple of weeks since we caught up. How have you been keeping? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad we're kind of doing this consistently again. With as you can as you can hear, we are trying. We are making an effort, and here we are. So thanks again for being patient for us. Um, in the past few months, we are definitely looking to get back into some sort of consistent rhythm where we're recording and publishing episodes once a fortnight. This is what we hope to achieve, and but we'll also recognise that we've got a little bit of a trip happening in a few weeks, and that might disrupt our broadcast schedule as well. Um, particularly since I'm going on holiday for a cup for about a couple of weeks before we get to Scarebeck, but we'll try and get a Scarebeck special happening. We will have plenty of material from that trip, uh, Richard. So we will. I, so I, that'll I, keep I, us busy for about another six months or so. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm feeling about. I'm feeling about ready for a little break from the daily work. It's exciting to get on a plane, especially a um, on such a long journey. Um, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be a holiday. It's going to be full. It's going to be a full, proper, you know, business. Get business done. Get in. Get out. So, but I'll I'll, I'll try and see if I can, uh, you know, squeeze in some sightseeing or yeah, try to try to try to try to do some fun stuff in the. Uh, Look, I'm just excited to 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 be there. Um, never been to Denmark. Um, never been to Europe, so that's extra exciting for me. It's um, oh look, it's really exciting. It's my first time going to the Scarebeck Fan Weekend. I've been to a couple of others around the world, and they've been great fun. Um, full of full of fellowship with Lego fans, and looking forward to catching up to any listeners or readers there. So if you're hearing about this and you're going to be going to Scarebeck as well, or if you've got a friend going to Scarebeck, send us a note and we'll see if we can't find a little bit of merch for you to take home with you. Um, but before we get there, we've got to get through the stuff we've been doing lately, Jay. And so we've already seen reports arriving in the shops in America of the Series 23 collectible minifigures starting to hit the streets as it were um you and i have both had a chance to have a look through these figures and why don't we have a quick run through and talk about them yeah um i think before before we get through that um just some housekeeping so series 23 has a global release date of the 1st of September. Um, like previous numbered series before, there are 12 characters to collect. This time, um, it's quite unusual to have a, num a two numbered series in one year. Um, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to complain because it's ruining how I knew when the series came out. Because for the last five years, you've been able to say... Now, when did Series 18 came out? That came out in 2018. When did Series 22 came out? That came out in 2022. When did Series 23 come out? Also in 2022. It's doing my head in, Jay. It's doing my head in. I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to cope. I'm hoping that this means we're going to have, it's just going to be an aberration and we're only going, we're going to have three licensed series next year. 
maybe maybe for that? maybe maybe they might they might skip a year i don't want to go a year without a numbered series but who knows who knows now now i i was surprised when i first saw these figures we got our first glimpse of these figures sort of the morning after lego con having seen a couple of figures there and i'll have to admit when i first saw them i thought yeah and i have to admit after getting um, very fortunate that, that, and grateful that the um, Lego Group have sent us a box of figures to review. Um, I've been spoiler um, pleasantly surprised. It's a very good series. It's a very good series. Um, I can see why they may maybe pulled it forward. Uh, pulled it forward because there's a very big festive component, festive slash seasonal component to it. Um, it's also a, yeah, we can call it a fully costumed themed series, which was not unlike what we had, uh, for series 18, which was to celebrate, I believe, was it 40 years of the minifigure? Yes, that was to celebrate 40 years of the minifigure. Um, and this is kind of to celebrate 90 years of the Lego group, but I don't really feel that it was. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I mean... I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the connection. Um, I don't see a lot that's celebratory. There's maybe one of, maybe two or three characters that reference very key, um, iconic sets or themes or elements. But yeah, I, I. I'm not seeing. And I think the lack of a ninety years of play, or Lego ninety years logo on it suggests that it's. It's not a. 90th anniversary it just so happens it just so happened to release on the year of the 90th anniversary so i've been having a little think about this and i think i've got it cracked now there is as you mentioned a high holiday slant and we'll just go through these figures individually shortly there are half the figures in this series are holiday themed one thanksgiving and then another five sort of winter holidays christmas when do a lot of people get given Lego sets, Jay? For Christmas and birthdays? So Christmas. So there we are. This series has a high emphasis on Christmas. The, 40, the um, series 18, which was the 40th anniversary series, that did have a significant number. You know, there was the birthday cake guy um, and a few people handing out presents. So I figured that was the birthday one. So this anniversary is the Christmas celebration. And I'm glad I've been able to reconcile that to myself now. I feel better on the inside. Well, there you go. Whatever, as long as it um, gives you peace, that's, that's all we want. So, all right. Let's, uh, oh, quick clarification. Um, so, yeah, first, first September, global release, but Australia and New Zealand are only getting it in October, unfortunately. Which gives you a longer time to plan your Christmas builds. Yes, and the Winter Village tends to get released at about, I would say, late September. Early Normally late September, yeah, early October. September. That's, that's oh, it gets end. announced. It gets announced mid September, generally for a first of October release. Yeah. So yeah, could coincide. Could be a nice um, thing to pick up when you pick up. Actually, actually, we don't know that there's a Lego Winter Village, but. It would be very concerning if there wasn't one this year. So 
There'll be one, I think. You've got all the figures that you need to create one. Well, Um, Okay. Now, Jay, do you have your handy-dandy pocket guide to Series 23? Yep. We are going to blitz through all 12 characters um, from Series 23. So, number one, we've got the Nutcracker. So... We have a couple of figures that are based on the on Tchaikovsky's ballet, The Nutcracker, and the first of these is essentially a Nutcracker soldier. So he has a mouth that he's got a double-sided head. One side is all teeth and looks like a number of other models that have been produced for Christmas holidays over the years. Um, basically, the red so, red red tunic soldier with white pants and black boots and a big black hat. Um, turn his head around and he looks like he's ready to bite into a walnut and the fact that he comes with a one by one round um tile with a picture of a walnut on increases this feeling significantly he also has um pearl gold epaulets and a pearl gold saber which makes him look just a little bit fancier than your average imperial guard it looks good. I I really like the the Nutcracker. It's a very um it's a very classic winter thing, you know, cracking walnuts. Um I I think that's slowly fallen out of fashion lately because walnuts come pre-cracked these days. I don't know. I'm not I don't I don't eat walnuts, so you can you can get them in a way so that you've got to put a bit of effort into them beforehand. Yeah, um, but a great, certainly... great, great character. I think um, it's, you know, not the first time that Lego have done Nutcrackers. I believe one was given out as a staff... Um, staff present in... 2016, 2015, I think. It was to celebrate 40 years of Technic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the... so, so when was that? That was 2017. And there was also a little Christmas decoration that was oh, a gift with yeah. purchase. Um a few years earlier but look this little guy um he's he's technically a very clever figure we've got a big black belt that's on the front and the back of the figure um the red of the tunic continues down um on sort of the belt area of the hips he's got dual molded legs black and white and there are silver laces printed on the legs, and he's got some gold printing on the cuff of his tunic. Technically, an awesome figure. Bright colours, very celebra- celebratory. We'll recommend. What was your favourite piece to help you work out? Um, Let's not go <laughs> not, not going to go into a field yeah, guide? Yeah. I reckon it's the hat. Yeah, let's not let's not let's 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 keep this like light and breezy. So yeah, that was light and breezy by my definition. Yeah, apologize yeah. if my definitions don't agree with everyone else. That's Who's all right. next on the list, Jay? All right, uh, next we have the Sugar Plum Fairy, the enemy of dentists the world over. Indeed, or as I like to think of this this particular figure, every toddler girl I have ever heard of. In all seriousness, this little tiara-wearing, fairy-wing-wearing, tutu-wearing girl who's got sparkles smeared on her cheeks, a double-sided face print, 
hair in ponytails. Not sparkles. Sprinkles. These these are sugared sprinkles. Oh, they are sprinkles. You're quite right. Okay. Or hundreds and thousands. And even on her feet. Hmm. In the meantime, she also has lovely sort of almost a silver filigree pattern on the front of her torso and also on her fairy wings, which are attached around her neck. They're a transparent, oh, I suppose we're obliged to call it some sort of a purple. And then there's also sparkles on the top side of her tutu. And then... To cap it all off, because we're concerned about the dentistry here, rather than having the traditional fairy wand, she's got a red and white candy cane, um, which is basically a walking stick with red and white stripes. Fun fact, put it under an ultraviolet light and the red ink on this fluoresces. Oh, what if they? what are they putting into candy canes these days? Um, look, it's been a characteristic of a lot of the pigments that have been used particularly in the plastics um, in the early days of minifigures when they're all being made in the Chinese factory. Um, I'm not quite sure what's gone on here but uh, yeah I just found that interesting probably just because I took out my UV disco light and waved it over the figures. Okay. Fun figure um, I think it um, you know really the yeah, the tie-in to the, um, to the, is it a ties in with the Nutcracker. Yeah, ties in with the Nutcracker. It's very fun, very whimsical. Um, gr- great levels of printing. Um, I I really like the sprinkles on her feet. Um, mm. that was completely unnecessary, but they went ahead and did it anyway. And I love it when they go the extra mile like that. And I like the new candy cane. Um, it's a fun little accessory. Um. Lego minifigures uh, have had, I would say, pretty poor accessories in the last few, um, in the last few lots in favor mm. of you know more detailed you know molds for the Muppets, Looney Tunes, um, but it's and 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 we've kind of had pretty weak accessories in those series. But it's nice to see you know fun new accessories like this new candy cane, um, and I expect again going to be very very popular for. Your Lego Winter Village, which is a nice segue to the next one, which I would say is the most important character in any Winter Village. Number three, the snowman. The snowman. Well, there's snow, no business like snow business, Jay. And when you pick this guy up, he looks just like your traditional, your traditional Frosty the Snowman. He's a white figure with black Slightly irregular, like charcoal dots down the middle of his torso. He's got a bright red scarf, a row of black lumps of coal for his eyes and for his mouth. He's wearing a top hat, which comes off, and he's got a um, stud with a hole in on top of his head. And he's got an orange carrot that fits into a standard bar kind of connection in the front of his face and you take that off and what you see is that in fact what could have just been a white head for the snowman because it's what we've had with every other snowman we've ever seen is in fact a some poor sweltering person who's wearing a snowman costume um should we just quickly talk about the well i suppose we need to call it the carrot the carrot's got a... Yeah, it's a new carrot. I was surprised. Um, I At first glance, I wasn't paying enough attention, so I thought that it was the same 
you know, kind of carrot that we normally get, which is a unikitty horn. Um, but no, this is a brand new, slightly shorter, slightly stubbier carrot, which is... Well, that, that's, that's then different to the standard carrot, which is longer still and firmer yeah. still. Yeah, but this, this is odd because it doesn't really have a way that you can put a sprout of um, leaves on the end of it if you're going to put it into your um, garden somehow. Hmm. But it's it's about two-thirds of the length of Unikitty's horn. It's stepped a little bit, and it's a lovely bright orange, and it is about the right length to go in this with this figure. Hmm. Um, this was a great surprise. I was... Yeah. I, th- I think when the photos came out, it was like, all right, it's a, it's a, a snowman that has magically come to life by, thanks to the power and magic of Christmas. But nope, it's a costumed character. It is indeed. It would have been so easy to just use a molded round head, have it filled in rather than to have it being a hat on. Well, he's got a hat on a hat, hasn't he, really? It's a hat. Yeah, yeah double hat. Um, I was very impressed by the shape of its head so it's not a completely perfect sphere it's got a slightly oval egg shape to it it's not immediately clear once you look at it you know face um face on but it's got a a very odd shape and um it has a tiny start on top that you can affix hats to which is which is also nice um but yeah I, i like it it's it's very simple but they 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 did did a great job here, and I think you would be um, you would have a lot of fun if you could have you know quite a number of these scattered throughout your Lego Winter Village. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to lie. When I saw this picture, when I saw this figure initially, I thought, oh, really? We get several snowmen every year in advent calendars and and Winter Village sets. Do we really need another one? But he's grown on me. Um, he's the most improved. He's probably the most improved figure, I think, for me, on initial appearances versus what we actually, what we actually got. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing about you know you see you see a set that gets revealed online, and then you actually get the minifigure or the set in hand, and it's it's completely different from what you expected. And in this case, with the snowman, great surprise, great minifigure. All right, next on the list, number four, we have the reindeer costume. So fun fact with the naming convention of Series 23, they've completely dropped the noun. They just call them whatever costume they are. There's no guy or girl or fan that they did previously. It's just a reindeer costume. It just sounds a bit clunky to me, but I can see why they did it to you know, not gender it too much. You can swap um, the heads around and change the gender, Jay. Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, all right, number four, reindeer costume. Reindeer costume. So the head that comes in with this is a lady who has a slight gap between her teeth. What's the true word for that, Jay? You looked it up. I looked it up and I cannot remember it. Um, I believe it is called, and I I should know this because my wife is a dentist but it is a diastema diastema i'm not sure how you pronounce it but i'm probably butchering it but yeah diastema have you got the word written in front of you diastema yeah Uh, i googled it you googled it 
here I am just looking for your review. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, very, very surprised that they would. And again, this is something that I don't think a lot of people picked up when the um, minifigure photos were um, revealed. But it's a it's a very nice way of continuing continuing what Lego has been doing, which is you know increasing representation of um, you know different types of people, whether it's you know things like disabilities. Um, such as the hearing aid or the um, minifigure with the prosthetic leg. And now we have, um, yeah, a minifigure with a diastema on, on their teeth, which, is, which, which I think is really cool because if you're, if you're someone with, um, you know, with it, it's, not, um, it's completely natural, nothing wrong with it. Um, and I think it's just nice to be acknowledged in a minifigure this way, very, in a very subtle way as well. So absolutely. I, th I think that's, um, and I think, I think it's great the way that it's been done because it really, it comes across as pretty subtle um, and you'll probably only notice it because you've heard us harping on about it. Other neat things about this figure, nicely printed sort of white tuft contrasting tuft on the, on their chest and then red collar, which um, connects nicely from front to back and um, has a little gold bell on and also printed hooves on the feet as well as a neat little antler accessory which sort of fits into your standard hair accessory hole one of which we have on top of the reindeer costume and you get two as well the uh they, they true in an extra which is absolutely so you can put one someone put one into the um place where you'd expect the feather in the hat of their forestman they were sort of doing a custom forestman trying to come up with a dark forestman kind of a look and it was quite effective hmm. um but we digress and the reindeer costume comes with a medium azure present uh, which comes with some cookies on the inside some heart-shaped shortbreads with white piped icing um they're quite gorgeous and there is a there are silver stars and a red ribbon on bow on top of the box. Yeah, you almost need nine of these to pull a Santa sleigh. For for fans of uh, you know, who for well, for people who are uncomfortable about using actual reindeer to pull Santa sleigh because of you know might be might be construed as animal cruelty you can get human reindeers or hu or humans in reindeer costumes to pull a sleigh and then voila it becomes ethic slightly more ethical maybe um i'm gonna run with maybe maybe but yeah definitely need um again um it these reindeer costumes will look great scattered around your winter village handing out cookies I, I thought that she went quite well with the snowman and the... What's the next one we're going to talk about, Jay? Next one is Holiday Elf. Number and the five. Holiday Elf, I thought the three of them looked like a family that were on their way to a Christmas dress-up party. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's, that's one way of looking at it. Um, and, yep, I can agree with that. I, I, I Personally, I'm a sucker for these animal costumes, so having a reindeer to add to the ensemble is um it's great in my books um 
always welcome new animal costumes, so I'm I'm happy with it. And I like Christmas, so very, very happy. Um, yeah. Now, next, we mentioned the elf. So, like other elves that we've had, short legs, um, green torso, unlike others, yellowish or lime green arms, and yellow rubbery hair with the elf ears and a pointy green cap, so bright orange hair, which is a little bit different to other elves that we have seen, and also triple moulded legs, so you've got sort of green hips, sort of white socks, and then green boots, which have been printed over with black and white at the front. Mm. I felt a little bit disappointed at the quality of the molding here because normally I can't feel the steps between the different colors and I can very clearly feel the steps between the colors on the back of this figure's legs. So yeah, I, just think, I, I think that's fair. I didn't I didn't go um I wasn't looking for texture but um at the Not same time it's the, most, for me, but... it's the most detailed um like elf leg Christmas elf leg printing that we've got ever. So that's a big it's a big upgrade from the previous um, Christmas elf incarnations that we've had in you know numerous times before with you know the pink hat, red hat, and yeah, just all the other variants. Um, the accessory I think got a lot of people excited because we've got a brick built snow globe, so it's got a a, a transparent dome with little white dots printed on it, and on the inside a tiny gingerbread house um and absolutely it's so cute isn't it it's great um the, the 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 one by one plate one by one yeah one by one plate um has the windows and doors printed on the side and you get a nice um pyramid well not pyramid a what do you call these Are they pyramids? um i no. would call that a it's basically a one by one one by one Roof, roof tile with forty-five degree, two forty-five degree facets. There you go. Um, yeah, and you get you get you get two houses um, because there is um, there, there's always overdose of these tiny little elements. So that's that's a nice little bonus. Um, but yeah, the the accessory is great. Really kind of ties the whole thing together. It's not the most interesting character. Like you, um, it's not it's not the most interesting character because Lego have done holiday elves before. But it is a it's one of the first times that you that most people will have access to a number of these and um for a relatively affordable price before. So these were available, I think, at Builder Minifigures mm. um, at one point, um, and you know, scattered throughout a few different winter village sets like the Elf Clubhouse and I think Santa's workshop. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I love with this little um, gingerbread house is the printing on the side of the plate. So th there's a plate with the wedge slope on, and on the side of this plate, which is a reddish-brown one-by-one plate, it's got a door and a couple of windows printed on one side, which is um, just gorgeous. Mm. Terrific. Five down. All right. <laughs> 
Um, number six, we have we have, we have one of the most unique, I think, um, interesting characters um, in this series um, or ever in a collectible minifigure series, a cardboard robot. Absolutely. This this was a bit of it. Well, how did you feel when you first saw this one mentioned at LegoCon, Jay? Um, I liked it. Um, I, th- I thought it was cool unveiled at LegoCon. Um, it, it, it has a very unique design. Um, not mm. something that I would think of when I think of a costumed character. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely very unique. Um, and I really like the concept of it. Uh, but as a minifigure, personally, I'm not too excited by it, but I, I do respect and I do um, understand why a lot of people are very excited by her. I think she got a, quite a big response um, from, um, from minifigures fans as well because of her unique design. Um, and yeah, I thought, I, I, I thought the, her little like, helmet slash armor piece was very well designed. It's huge. It's a big piece of plastic. The printing is really sharp. You've got little knobs, robot eyes, and a little um, dial in yeah. the front. The detail on it is fantastic. And then you also get a two-by-two two tile that's got further printing on. Um, that just And couple this with the figure having um, a pair of scissors and like an on-off switch drawn on her arm in what looks like felt tip for all intents and purposes. And duct tape on the other, like and silver duct tape, duct tape on the other arm. It's um, pretty awesome. It's a very good minifigure. Um, personally, doesn't really appeal to me because I, I like more cutesy type minifigures. But I can understand that I can understand the appeal of the cardboard robot. You see, I reckon this is probably for what it stands for. Which I've got a picture at home somewhere um, at my parents' house of me dressed up in a tracksuit with a cardboard box covered in tin foil with a bit cut out the front, which I made for a dress-up day at 502 Primary School installed back in 1975. Um, and so I totally get, it wasn't being a robot, I was being a spaceman, but but I totally get the, the cardboard cosplay thing. I think that's, um, it's just so relatable for everyone. Um, as a as a conceptual, yeah, conceptually and lovely shiny silver ink printing as well. All right. Um, so moving on from there. All right, number seven, we have the popcorn costume, which does what it says on the box. It's a person in a popcorn costume, dressed up as a box of popcorn. Indeed. So medium length legs in dark red fluoresces slightly, consistent with other dark red elements that I've had, which do it with variable fluorescence over the years. But the, yeah, this is one of those things where it's the popcorn box, which has got red and white stripes and then sort of pale yellow um, popcorn going up and over the character's head just leaving a little window for them to look through. It's very cute, but I have to ask, where was the popcorn? Why didn't this figure come with a popcorn box? 
because you don't want to promote cannibalism in a minifigure. If you have a if you have a box of popcorn being eaten by a person in a popcorn costume, that sends a very bad message. I suppose it does. Yeah, certainly, probably doesn't send it. Probably doesn't send a good one, does it? Nope. Um, yeah. Look, for me, I think it's it's the it's the weakest minifigure in the lineup, um, and that's not a reflection of the design. It's just that all the other characters are so well, um, so well designed, bright, vibrant. They've got they've got character, whereas this one just feels like that's it. Like. The, the kernels are molded very, very nicely um, onto that whole suit that um, that that Meat Meat pops on. But mm. yeah, I don't know. It's just pop. Like okay, I'm not a big fan of popcorn um, at the cinema. So Huge fan of it. Love it. I'm okay. Like I, I'd rather have you know a bag of M and M's or Maltesers. Um, but yeah, look. That, that that's all I can say. It's just a, a, a someone in a, a minifigure in a popcorn costume, and it's kind of funny if you find a humor in that. But I don't know. Like I I would have preferred like if we're talking about food type minifigures, I would have preferred maybe like a vegetable or fruit. But hey, hot dog guy has a friend now. So yes, hot dog guy does have a friend. All right. That's uh. All right. Anything else before that's we move good. on? Put that one away. No, I've got nothing okay. else to say about nothing else to say about them. Um, the fun part. All right, number eight, we have the wolf costume, which is really the big bad wolf. Um, it is a big bad wolf. Big bad wolf's tail is not printed in any way. You'd often expect that there might have been a little bit of a black tuft on it, but yeah. we've got um, a masculine figure with um, slightly overgrown eyebrows. One side of the face is licking his lips. The other side is Huffing and puffing and blowing the house down. Meanwhile, where he's wearing blue overalls, they're sort of cut short or torn short on the legs. So you've got dual molded blue and dark bluish grey legs. We've got a torso which has the um, blue um, overalls continue nicely. Some um, silver studs on the back of that. And you've got sort of fur decoration on the figure as well, and this fur sort of flops out over the overall, so it gives it a really cool look. Mm. Um, I really quite like it, and he's got a lovely um, head. It looks like it's a, it looks a little different to the fox one. I didn't compare it too closely. Is it the same as the fox or different? No, 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 very different. So new, completely new. This head is mold. a new head mold, isn't it? Yeah, it's a new um, head mold. Um, and yeah, the the bag or sack that he's um, carrying has oh, yes. printing on it as well, like a little patch and got some a, a patch and some stitching up. That's right. Um, and and the best part again, not revealed in the official photos, but the dual sided head where he's huffing and puffing, yeah, ready to blow the house down. We 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 saw the licking the lips, and that went really well with the next figure that we're going to look at. Is that right? Yeah. Um, Fantastic. The next figure, number nine, is a turkey costume. So shout out to you Americans celebrating Thanksgiving. There's a special turkey costumed minifigure created especially for you. 
So this, I really like this figure. I love the way it's come together. I mean, there's one newer part to it, which is the tail element, which it's is huge. It's huge. I can huge. see. I can like I, w- I was surprised just how big the tail was, and that it was made out of the you know it's made out of rigid plastic. So you get a lot of plastic for this minifigure. I'm looking forward to seeing somebody use it like in in um in a theater model where it's going to be covering the lights or something on the stage. Yeah, and I can it's see sort of that sort of shave. Yeah. That sort of shape. And, and you can also imagine Lego producing a peacock costume person somewhere down the road. That's going to be yeah. exciting as well. Yeah. That that I think will go really well. Again, another dual-sided head print. One side is very angry and determined and the other side What's is pretty the angry face i still i still don't understand maybe he's mad to discover that his that he's on the menu he's on the menu or that yeah like every oh, year a bunch of get... americans hunt down and kill they do pardon like like the president pardons some turkeys a turkey a turkey oh only one all right a turkey um yeah i'm not i'm not sure what he's upset about but the 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 angry face is quite funny i i I don't understand but um it could you can use it for comedic effect so it's going to be great for people who like taking photos of their minifigures indeed he's uh the the head on it the head mold is the same mold that was used for the penguin character i think back in series 17 or 18 but with the printing you can't you can't really tell it no just not at all because it's been molded in red it's got the um blue mask around the eyes the orange beak you'd never tell hmm. um the body's got sort of feathers nicely printed on with some lighter feathers towards the top the legs are dual molded reddish brown with red feet and the arms are sort of feathered arms, much as we've previously seen with the chicken suit guy, the Easter chick, um, and the in the stunts for the chuck uh, for the there's there's a chick motorbike rider in the Lego stunts range. Um, not much else we can say there. Yep, feathers has them. Comes with a pumpkin and. A green five-leaf stud. Oh, very festive. Um, That's not, what it says on the tin. Not Christmas-related, but Thanksgiving. So, look, it's... Uh, yeah. Personally, I'm not a fan of turkey as, a, as like, a meal. Um, you know, turkey for Christmas is not something I recommend. Um, ham is a much better protein at Christmas. Turkey just gets dry. Never had... Never had good turkey. There's a really great scene in Parks and Recreation where you talk about burgers and um, you know someone prepares a, a really fancy gastronomic turkey burger um, and it gets beat by a regular beef burger. So look, not a big fan of turkey as, 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 as food. but I get the feeling this character doesn't look like they're too fond of turkey being used as food. <laughs> All right, well, we're coming down towards the tail end, and I think our next one must be the ferry captain. Ferry captain. Um, you can tell that he's a ferry captain because he's wearing a captain's hat and a ferry. Um, he's good. The, um, the, the captain um, looks like the captain of the Titanic, which is, uh, which is a nice little 
I guess, homage. And for those of you who own the Lego Titanic, um, it'll be a, I think, a pretty suitable minifigure to display it um, alongside it. I, I think so. P- purists have criticized the fact that he only has three rather than four stripes on his arms, which suggests mm. that he doesn't actually carry the rank of captain. Um, but some days there's a limit to just how many lines you can fit on a minifigure below the elbow. Mm. Um, he's also got he's got sort of the traditional sort of peaked captain's cap, and it's got a lovely gold line around the front half of it and an anchor printed on and a dark blue badge at the top and centre. Um, but then we should also talk about this boat, which is a little bit over two studs long, about four studs, four studs long, two studs wide, perhaps slightly larger in real life. And I've got two of these. Oh, they're basically a two stud long bar with a stopper in the middle. And these are placed in holes in the ferry for the purpose of being made into funnels. There is an extra hole in the middle at the rear of this figure, of this costume as well, so you could attach a balloon or something like that to make it look extra celebratory. Hmm. Um, and then we come to my oh, wait, two... before we Before we jump there... Yeah, yeah. Um... When I when I saw the um, the boat element or the ship element, um, it's a it's got a it's got a black hull um, and just a white section above. It really reminded me of um, a really old like vintage Lego set. So I think it was four zero zero five tugboat. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I th- I think if you if you see the set and if you look it up so look up 4005 um it looks it almost looks like an homage to it mm. um and you know yeah it's it's yeah that 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 just kind of triggered and you know lego have done quite a number of boats in this color scheme before um yeah so i think you know it's a to me it's it's a nice nod to you know boats from that era absolutely absolutely All right. Next one, second to last, um, is number eleven, um, and this is this is this one's going to get you know castle fans excited. So we have the Knight of the Yellow Castle. Okay, so this is a light bluish grey minifigure with a silver um, breastplate, but on the minifigure itself, on the front, we have. A purple field with a very pale yellow crown um, that looks much like that printed on the tabards of some of the knights that came with the yellow castle. But you also have some additional detail printed around the neck, um, giving the feeling of chainmail being worn underneath this breastplate. And there's a small shield design on the front of the breastplate. We have short, light bluish grey legs. We have a shield which has gold edging, but also features the crown, the crown symbol, which we've actually seen earlier this year, Jay, on the coins that were being offered to the Troubadour back in the Series 22 minifigure hmm. figures. Um, our figure comes with a sword, and this sword is pearl gold, a determined expression on one side and a fairly sort of meek smile on the other. 
has a gold visor, sort of a, I suppose, a bright light purple feather that goes in top of the visor. But the thing that will really have the space fans excited is that it's got, it comes with a light grey motorcycle helmet, which will go really nicely with your Rocket Boy from several series ago who actually had a very sneaky um, light grey torso with the traditional classic space print on. So we've yeah, got a- I think the last time we saw this um, element was in the series night. nine. Yep. The night in series nine. So I'd actually put a different figure on my on my boy, a different one. I think I had a, me- a metallic grey one because I decided that I was quite happy with it being a fairly diverse crowd. But but this will have the space fans have. It's not a proper helmet like the standard. It would have been great, I think, if it was the standard space helmet with thick chin strap, which is now the standard version of that piece that gets used in grey. That would have been really awesome because, in fact, when you go back to it, go back to the Yellow Castle, those figures had the same helmets as Spacemen did originally, and they had a different visor. It would have been nice to see a that old element sort of revisited would have been would have given a lot of people nostalgic feels but on the other hand they'd have then needed to go crazy with army building so perhaps this will be a slightly less intimidating option this is in my top three favorite figures in this series oh this is like my top one this is this is hands down my favorite minifigure um so there's so many things that's great the the printed breastplate that's that that's it's not the first but it's very very rare to get stuff printed on breastplates that's nice you lift yep. up the breastplate and you have um you know the torso with the um with the crown on it as well so it's a very easy way to multiply these knights of the yellow castle so some you, you can just put a breastplate onto any other plain torso and bam you've got two Plus, you get like an extra sword as well. Um, mm. So it's a, it's a it's a really quick way to multiply this. And I think in 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 light of the Lion Knights Castle that we got this year, and just a celebration of all things Castle, this is this is great. Um, big fan of big fan of the hobby horse element as well. That's oh yes, fun. we didn't even mention a hobby horse, which is in fact a red three stud long bar um, with a white horse's head with a blue bridle and pink cheeks and a black eye um as a castle fan um it it doesn't get better than this um it's people are going to hunt her down to army build with her i can guarantee that and can you blame them can you blame them i cannot all right Um, um last one we have the green dragon so it's a it's a recolored version of the red dragon that we also got in the last celebratory series in series 18 um, but it's green like classic lego dragons and she's a girl this time so part of me was yay it's green the dragon in its proper color and part of me was ah it's exactly the same printing pattern as the red one yep um so i'm torn um it's not a bad minifigure. In, it's not in a, a bad. It's not a bad minifigure. Um, in a world without the red costume, uh, with, it would be an awesome dragon, minifigure. It it felt. It's a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit it felt a bit, bit lazy. Yeah, it's a bit lazy. They just gender swapped and color swapped it. 
but it's it's you know but unlike, it gives the superior figure i reckon uh, of those I, two of, I, like, I, like, I like the green one um just yeah, that's what i'm saying they, they they gave us the superior figure over the over yeah. the red just because it, it just reminds me more of class a uh, classic lego dragon um but yeah big I, I like I like it. Um I like the you know when 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 the red dragon costume came out I was very excited for 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 that minifigure and I feel like it would be yeah it would be it's only fair to 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 be excited for this one as well but um maybe it's too soon cuz it feels like the the dragon came out very very well re- fairly recently 4 years ago. Yeah. Oh well, look, but but that's it. Your average age for people, um, for kids playing with Lego, if they're just sort of in it for a little while, is going to be about three years. So it's sort of cycled around. It's perfectly reasonable to bring that one back. And it was then sort of the following year that we then started to see a lot of people getting into the Lego hobby through um, being distracted from the rest of life with the pandemic. So I don't begrudge the fact that they've created. Um, another dragon, mm. but it as I say it's it just just felt odd. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Fun fact with this dragon and the plastics. Um, again, put it underneath my ultraviolet light, and the head element fluoresces. This is the first time. This and the holiday elf's legs are the first time I've found regular regular green. Um, that fluoresces under UV. The rest of the mm-hmm. figure, though, and that includes the molded wings and the molded tail, doesn't fluoresce. Just the head element. That was just weird. I thought. Um, whereas the red figure, the whole thing fluoresces under ultraviolet. It's really dramatic. Um, I'll recognise at this point that I'm possibly the only person that had a series to review that threw them under a UV light and then posted the results online. Um, we thank you for your work. It's um, it's become something I hadn't done for a little while, but it was nice to get back to doing that. So, cool. That's uh, that's it for series twenty-three. So that is it for series twenty-three. I'm glad we did that quickly. It took us about forty-five minutes. Um, that's a whole twenty minutes faster than the last. Let's go through these sets quickly. Um, a, a for recording effort. Recording we made. A for effort. On the whole, there are. This is a very, very solid series, um, but I reckon it's full of eights. Mm. There's a couple of. There, there may be. I'd probably give the popcorn guy a six. Mm-hmm. It's very um, generous. Well, I'd give him a three out of five. Um, two out of five would imply that I'd just hand it back if it was given to me. Um, but everything else is actually far better than I was anticipating, be it with the dual print heads, be it the accessories, be it the quality of printing on their torsos. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly without a doubt, the, the Knight and Dragon. I was playing with the Knight and Dragon, it sort of felt like it was a couple of siblings playing Knight and Dragon, just, just going out to play. One was being the Knight, the other one was being the Dragon, and it just felt like a couple of kids going out to play to me, and I'm sure that's probably part of the image that they were trying to convey yeah. for the marketing at the at, at the end of the day to commemorate Lego's 90th year. It's to do as much with this than the other. 
um, it's to do more with the idea of play rather than woohoo. It's a knight from a set that we'll remember from our childhoods. Is that shield, is that included in the uh, Lion Knight's castle? Yep, that's the one that's hanging. Um, that's the one that's hanging from the, uh, in the dining banquet, the banquet room. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh. Excellent. Well, there we are. There's series, as you said, there's series 23. Let's move on. All right. So from minifigures, we take a hop and take a bit of a detour to Lego Ideas. And the big September release for Lego Ideas um, is 21335 Motorized Lighthouse. Um, this was a very, very contentious set. Let's just call it as it is. I think there was a lot of debate. Um, firstly, because the set was leaked prematurely. So the back of the box was leaked, I would say, like a week before the official launch. And that's never a good thing for, um, for a set like this because there wasn't a lot of information conveyed or relayed on the back of the box. Nothing mm. on how it was motorized, how the light worked. Um, and, you know, you take, you take that and you combine it with the set, you know, um, high price, um, that, that, that certainly didn't give people a very good impression because they were like, oh, you know, it's just a light break there. Um, mm. So that, 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 that's, that, you know, that sets the stage. And then when it gets officially unveiled you get access to the high resolution images you get to see you know you get to zoom in at the set um people were very excited um because it's number one it's a very very nicely designed model so the fan designer sandro quattrini is a bit of a lighthouse fanatic um he um he visited his first lighthouse in i'm gonna butcher this again but in the giuseppe peninsula Guess Gatsby. I don't know. Um, I probably need to look that up. Um, and you know that developed a long, a lifelong interest in lighthouses. Um, so he built this um, um, as a motorized concept, which is which is something quite rare for Lego ideas to get motorization built into the fan design itself. Um, his original design was micro scale, so you had a micro figure um, or statuette. Mm minifigure there but lego decided to turn it into a minifigure scale lighthouse which i think was the right decision because it adds a lot of character adds a lot of um story and it you know it just feels right to have you know a lighthouse keeper as well as a um a female sailor included um yeah so i i think it's a very very well-designed model mm. um, aesthetically it looks great first of all it's perched on a dark blue base plate it's always a great thing when we witness the birth of new base plate colors and dark blue is a really really um useful base plate color um no longer you have you, you don't need to you know no longer deal with the typical blue which is quite bright um, which is typically used for seas or larger bodies of water. Now you have a dark blue option, assuming we can order it. In I'm, I'm suspecting that there'll be 
a number of lugs, number of Lego user groups around the world that will um, have their membership collaborating to try and get hold of this one. This set also features in the base, it's the whole lighthouse is built on a rocky outcrop, which is turned into a bit of a cave on one side, but it's got some of the most effective use and least offensive use of the big ugly rock pieces as well, making up the base of the island. And so that's that in itself is great too. Um, I'm, I'm left wondering where does the lighthouse keeper go to the bathroom? And I suspect the answer is anywhere below the high water mark. Just um, not, just not, um, you just got to be very mindful of the direction of the wind, let's just say. Hmm. Um, I love the way that the house is on a bit of an angle. I love the way that we have this tall structure that's made, taking a square brick and making them round. I love the way that they've done, used the garage door element to form the um, windows around the lamp chamber. And then there is the Fresnel lens. Fresnel. So uh, apparently, Fresnel. I've, apparently I've been pronouncing, pronouncing it wrong. So it's Fresnel because Augustine Jean Fresnel is French. And that's how the French say it. So the, the S is silent. So yeah, it's, it's Fresnel lens. It's the Fresnel lens. Fantastic. Um, the principle of a Fresnel lens is basically to reduce the amount of material that's involved in making the lens. So um, imagine that the lens is broken into circles and each or this is, each circular aspect of the lens has a degree of the material removed from it. So you end up with something that in cross-section looks a little bit like zigzag with a central bulge and then a bit more of a zigzag in the opposite direction as you go out. Um, but the curve remains smooth if you were to slide those bits forward. Does that make sense? No. There's a picture. A picture will probably do the job. I've, yep. used, I've incorporated a picture in my review announcement. Um, have a look at that and it will all make sense. <laughs> yep. Was it wasn't great in physics, but yeah. So it was essentially a invention that, um, you know, transformed how useful lighthouses were. Um, so it allows you to, I guess, focus a narrower beam of light, allowing it to go further and mm. pretty pretty easy and affordable to fabricate as well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you didn't necessarily need to fashion a big, giant, you know, traditional curved lens like you would, you know, a pair of spectacles. Um, mm. And yeah, so, yep, many millions of ships were saved from crashing into the rocks or shoals. Um, so, yeah, like, and the, the, the motorization and you know just how it's how it's how it's all put together was quite it's it was very clever so the wires are hidden um, incredibly well the the motorization is very very basic so you just have a medium motor attached to a battery pack mm -hmm. 
and that's all kind of hidden within the rocky island and you have a you know essentially just a large you know long axle that is hidden within the interiors of the the, the lighthouse tower um, attached to um, the lens which just rotates around and a really clever workaround that they did was um, with the LED light it comes the, the light source comes from the bottom and they use um, a, a stickered tile to reflect the light um, ah, okay that, that, so that becomes a mirror yeah okay and then you've got the Fresnel lens mounted in front of that and that whole assembly just, is what yeah. spins yes so it works it works like a charm um, it's it's very oh, it's simple really but very effective yeah and yeah so I I think it's a really good set and there there is a lot of conversation about the set's price, which is much, much higher than you would expect for a 2,000-piece LEGO Ideas set that isn't licensed. But almost about 20% of that, of the price tag, is the powered-up components themselves. Um, so if you, yeah. We, we can argue that that, they're disappointing in their price in their own right, particularly when you compare them to what we were paying with paying for powered up. So, yes, but so... they they were fixed from in price from the time that they were released in two thousand and two, yeah, two or two thousand and five or whenever through to the time that they were retired. Um, that's a whole that's a whole other kettle kettle of fish about powered no, up. But it's it's more it's 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 an exp. Well, it's more, why is this so much more expensive than the old system? Part of it is that the old system, it's the same reason we've had our price rises recently. The previous generation of things, the powered up, sort of had its price set when it was released. And, and it just never changed. It never changed until it became discontinued. Yep. And then a, a year later, we around the same time, we got the powered up elements appearing and they certainly... A little bit more expensive, um, but the thing that I do appreciate about this set is that it comes with the dumb battery box, so there is no app required to make the uh, mechanism work. You just need to flick a switch. Yep. Oh, and... um, PSA, special PSA. If you're planning on getting the motorized lighthouse, make sure you have batteries on hand. So that's AA batteries, not AAA batteries. Make sure you have enough which is i think six six it'll be six yes um yeah so yeah look the price one is a very interesting thing and i feel it's it's happening a lot people are fixated on the price because the big story from this year is the price increase and that we're all living in a world where inflation is big and scary so every, everyone's just hyper fixated on price, which I understand, but which is why my review, um, yes, it's, it's, it's expensive, which puts it out of reach of, you know, quite a number of people that just can't go out there and drop almost 500 Australian dollars on a set. Mm. Uh, that's, that, that's a big hurdle and it's quite unfortunate, but it is what it is. And, you know, but I think that I, I wrote in my review that history will be kind on this set because it. You know, once you put it together, it's a, it's, it's a very complete package. You get cool mm. functions, 
you get two very nice minifigures. Um, it's got um, it's got great display qualities. Uh, you know the colors used are great from the base plate to the pops of green, like mossy green, sand green, on the rocks of the island, um, to 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 the the dark red roof, and you know this this mm. light, lighthouse tower. Um, and when you switch it on, it looks it looks great. It works exactly as um, as advertised. And you know it's got height. You know, not a lot of Lego sets have height, um, yeah. so it's it's that, that that that's a big plus for me. And yeah, it, it's it's a great display piece. So if you have say the old fishing boat or the old fishing store, um, it's it's a great piece to display as a standalone piece or alongside other nautical maritime themed sets. If only there'd been one sitting on top of the iceberg that ran into the Titanic. <laughs> you could put oh yeah yeah bit too far for uh for an actual lighthouse to make a difference but look it's a it's it's a very nice set um mm. i think Lego have done 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 a great job here that um you know the the decision to turn it minifigure scale um i think is you know adds so much more like sandro sandro's original design was great um but you know it was it was it was a pretty basic, you know, lighthouse setup. Whereas now you've got minifigures, you've got a seagull. Um, definitely think that they should have included more seagulls. If they had included maybe like three or four seagulls, I could have maybe been a bit more lenient on the price. But you just get the one. Um, mm-hmm. Although you do get a grey kitten, um, a fish, and a bat. So quite a few animals included, but. I would have liked more seagulls because you would expect um, a lighthouse on an island to be completely covered and completely engulfed in seagulls. Yeah, yeah. Look, you'd certainly expect there to perhaps be a little bit more life around the island than just the lighthouse keeper. And I like to think the other is the lighthouse keeper's wife. But um, you know, I I'm just projecting a relationship onto them. Who knows how <laughs> actually. Could be the daughter. Could be his daughter coming to visit. So it's open ended, which again is the beauty of having minifigures. So you can play out these stories. I think she's just been sent to the mainland to do the shopping. Maybe he's coming back with some uh some supplies. But yeah, look, I think it's a really nice set, and you know, unfortunately, it's also a very expensive set. Um, mm. It's kind of like the Titanic. Um, I I I think it's a great set. It's not for me. It's too expensive mm. for me, and I don't have the space for it. Um, but that doesn't um, that doesn't make it any less of a great set. It's just an expensive set, and this, yeah. this set unfortunately is an expensive set. Um, could they have made it cheaper? Um, possibly. I don't like. Maybe if they re- they had released a version without powered up elements for people who just want a static display piece but again i'm not i'm not too comfortable with the idea because the original fan design was submitted as a motorized lighthouse so mm-hmm. it's yeah you you know going and i guess transforming that initial concept too much just doesn't sit well with me so yeah it's 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 a tough one it's a tough one there's one other area where this set I, I'm actually fine. This set, I've, I feel really refreshed that it's not a licensed set in coming through ideas and it's got 
different appeal to the other. It appeals to a different part of my soul to other ideas sets that have come through over the years. And but but the thing that that did catch me, you know, and I think you mentioned it as well in one of your posts, is the fact that here we are with the Fresnel lens. We've got a brand new mold that's been created for an ideas set. Um, that's not related to a minifigure. I mean, there've been a few. There was a piece of fabric that was used for Fred Flintstone's car back with the Flintstones ideas set, and we've had new minifigure head moulds with the Sesame Street and Winnie the Pooh series that have come through. But on this occasion, we also have this new lens, which is a complete new element, which is kind of not what ideas has been on about up until now now no. i don't think the designer hadn't actively incorporated in it and i can fully understand the decisions that this might have made it a adding this to the model would have made it a far far better model overall i think you know compared to if you just had something that swung around without um focusing the light beam yep um yeah and i think that's yeah, you raise a really good point. And in the manual, you get a really nice section of it dedicated to the Fresnel lens and the development. There's a really nice shot with all the prototype lenses. I think there's like almost a dozen prototype lenses. Oh, wow. Lenses. Yeah. Um, I'll find out a bit more when I speak to the designers in a few days, um, just, to hear, uh, just to hear a bit more about the inside of creating that. But I think the the act of going through all of that to create a working Fresnel lens at this size um, just because of an idea set, you know, I feel like you can't, like, that. that's something that people don't really get. And again, that probably contributes to the price as well because mm. new molds are not cheap to make. And a specialized mold like this where it's not just a, you know, a new arch or a new type of, tile or whatever is mm. time and r&d has to has, has to go into that so yeah yeah look i think it's uh it's it's it will be remembered fondly and once people see it in action and because it's 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 hard to you know it's it's a, it's a very three-dimensional model mm. it's got depth it's got texture it's got height and these qualities tend to not get represented well through photos. Um, so it's one of those where you just have to see it in yeah. person, see it powered up um, and see it motorized to, I guess, fully appreciate the entire package. Yes. I think it looks like a really stylish set. I will, I'm going to say I'm umming and ahhing about it because I really don't know if it's one that I want to commit to. But it is pretty, it does look really cool. And I think it's one that I'll probably enjoy putting together and, yeah. and building. But I don't need to do it week one. No, no, no. And I think that's the, you know, it's a very, in that, in that sense, it's a very niche set because it's, it's almost a set for people who appreciate what Lego can do because this set does push that. Just, mm. just, just a smidge. Um, it pushes the, the the boundaries of what can be done with a Lego yeah. set, um, and the build experience is great. 
and yeah it's you know there's there's a, there's a lot of intangible things that make the set great that aren't immediately apparent until mm. you build it yourself awesome well i look forward to that and uh well, well we'll see what happens in due course i suspect it'll be more a 2023 kind of it's a set that 2023 me can look forward to yeah or if you've been very very a very very good boy this year and santa might have a motorized lighthouse just sitting under the christmas tree i don't know that i've been that good <laughs> we'll find out we'll find yeah. out all right um cool so we'll end uh we'll end today with some reader questions do you want to read out the question absolutely so i this this was a little embarrassing because i'd carelessly misplaced this um when it was sent through so in fact two questions from travis in melbourne so jay of all of the extra pieces which we receive in a Lego set, which is your favourite? Travis prefers the good old one-by-one one round plate as a classic, but others may have different opinions. What's your favourite technical overdose element? Oh, for me, it's, a, it's the cheese slope, and that's why we have a cheese slope on <laughs> the podcast logo, because I love cheese slopes. Um, and yeah. Well, I'm always very happy when I see extra cheese slopes left over. So that's it for me. I'll have to admit, I, I, I like the round. I, I like the round stud with a hole in the stud. So it's got that advantage of being able to use it as a stud, but also being able to put a um, a bar into the in, into that particular connection of the of the of the piece so it just it just gives you a more versatile kind of an element you could place um you can have other elements engaging with it far more readily um so that that'd be mine but yeah it's, it's so it's it's similar to the good old one by one round plate but it's um just a little bit different and the other question and this reflects a question that was asked of the fan community online in the in the 2000s if you could see a brand new lego theme introduced what would it be? Now, this is not a re-release of an existing older theme, so not Classic Space, Ice Planet, or Fabuland, but a brand new theme. Mm. Um, I'm guessing it could be a non-existing licensed theme. What would yours be? Or do you need time to think? Oh, I'm, I'm, I've got... I, I, would, I would have said a new space theme but we've really seen that with city this year um i would like to see i suppose some form of a fantasy theme and whether that's movie monsters or whether it's um mysterious things happening in in the real world i think that could be a bit of fun but no, so I'd I'd love to see some sort of exploration based theme, I, something kind of like but different to the adventurers aesthetic would be pretty cool. But that's kind of relaunching that. But otherwise, sort of an urban fantasy that'd be kind of like, oh, gee, monsters amongst us. That's kind of like hidden side again. Um, 
I'm really just talking a lot to give you a chance to think of something. What do you reckon? What would you like to see? Oh, for me, um, I've got I've got two. Um, Ooh, excellent. I would love a proper cyberpunk team. So um, remember that Ninjago season? I think it was like 2020, where you had like the Cyber Dragon. Oh, Prime Empire. Prime Empire, yeah. Yes, um, that's and you. And you got the blue Benny space helmet with an intact chin strap. Yeah, there you go. Um, sort sort of like that aesthetic, but more focused towards architecture and buildings and just city life. So think lots of neon colors, lots of trans elements, lots of robots, humans, and androids and cyborgs uh, mingling. Mm. That, that's that would be a dream team for me because I feel like there's a lot of fun, futuristic stories and characters you could introduce there that, and it doesn't necessarily have to have a conflict element. It doesn't yep. need to be good guys or bad guys, but um, you know, I'm thinking of things like the Blacktron base um, or, you know, kind of space police that's, um, you know, just, 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 just fill it with like trans clear, and transparent elements, and I would be very, very happy. Um, that's number one for me. Number two would be um, a different time, a different time um, and era, uh, but steampunk. Again, um, very, very less conflict-based, but um, just a traditional steampunk setting. So airships, um, floating islands, um, and, oh yes, that would be terrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think again, Ninjago did a um had had a season with a bit of steampunk airship. Yeah, uh, I think that was um air skybound. Skybound, Ninjago skybound. Um, had sky like, pirates. Yeah, sky pirates. So something like that, but again, more focused on airship designs and floating islands in the sky. Um, yeah, that would be my dream team. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I think that's 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 fair. All of a sudden, I'm starting to think about something like um, time cruises. Yeah, look, a few like like you could you could easily get like a future a, a future city team. You know, mm. what would Lego City look like in the year three thousand? It'll be a mix of monorail a bit of classic space and ninjago and and ninjago um yeah like that neo tokyo aesthetic um or blade runner-esque aesthetic just take that put it put it adapt it into lego city and bam you've got me yeah it, it kind of feels like the large ninjago sets really doesn't it kind of like ninjago city gardens yes but um but Ninjago City Gardens has 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 a lot more like foliage and like leaves and trees, whereas like a cyberpunk is is completely you know yeah. completely it's it's just covered in concrete and neon lights and neon signs. So yeah, mm. yeah. Look, I think I think they're um I think they're great ideas, and I think I'd go for I'd go for any of those probably go for them over mine there you go did you have another question that came in through instagram oh yes um so someone asked 
whether we would change the Technic pin to the newer, to reflect the newer version. Um, probably, probably. I'm, I'm just going to say that. Yeah, we'll. Uh, um, but I'm not going to offer a time frame. For, let our graphic. We'll let our graphic designer know. Yeah, we'll have a chat to our graphic designer and uh, see what, see how they're set. Yeah, no, we've we've definitely used the old, the old pin there. But uh, we'll have we'll have a word to the graphic designer and see what what they'd like to do as far as um, updating the element for us. Perhaps for season four. Perhaps for season four. All right. Well, we'd like to thank you all for joining us today. It's been great talking about season three, mini, 23 minifigures. Sorry. It's been great talking about series 23 minifigures. It's been great talking about the lighthouse um, and ultimately a little bit of speculation on themes that perhaps would be cool to see. Um, don't forget, if you want to ask us a question, um, reach out to us on our socials at Extra Pieces Pod on Instagram or Twitter um, or Extra Pieces Pod at gmail.com. We love getting your feedback. We love when we read reviews that people and when we see that people have left reviews on your favorite podcasting platforms to help other people find the podcast. Um, and if you're coming to Scarebeck or if you've got a friend going to Scarebeck, let us know and we'll make sure that they bring a little something home for you. Um, and in the meantime, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And these are our extra pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.